beautiful human beings. My name is Avi, and together with Elise, I am the co-host of the Femina podcast, in which we start conversations, break taboos and love. Our goal is to show a refreshing perspective, but also to make sure that you'll feel more empowered and assured after listening to this podcast than you did before. In this episode, I'll be talking to Kara. She has been so brave to tell us about her personal experience with birth control, the IUD in particular, what it did to her health and how she handles recovery. She also informs us firsthand on what you need to know before suing any pharmaceutical company. I personally think it was a great chat. It was so personal and honest, but at the same time, it was extremely informative. She has a really nice, calm and clear voice, so I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Before we start, there are a few things that you need to know. Firstly, we talk a lot about copper toxicity, something both Kara and I got from the IUD, but you can also get it from the pill, drinking water that comes from copper pipelines, eating a lot of fish such as salmon or tuna, and lots of other things. In this podcast, we discuss our personal experience and we tell you what we've learned to introduce you to the topic and to let you know that wherever you are, you're not alone in this. We both strongly advise you to visit a health professional if you're currently doing with any health issues. If your GP isn't willing to help you, make sure that you'll find someone else who guides you through recovery, because believe me, it is tough. Further resources can be found in the blog that we make about this as well as in the show notes. Well, now that you're all set, I hope you enjoy the podcast. So before we dive into like all the words that you want to spread and the lessons that you want to tell our listeners, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Definitely. Yeah. So um, I guess what do you want to know? I'm a, My name is Kara. I'm a photographer. I live in Portland um, and I've come to this realization that I have copper toxicity um, mm-hmm. from, yeah, from the help of social media honestly I uh, just shared my experience of all the health issues I'd been going through on Facebook and I ultimately got led to the copper toxicity copper IUD Facebook group mm-hmm. and then I found wow. thousands of other women going through the same thing there and I looked up more about copper toxicity and it was like all of the things I was going through all my symptoms were just right there in front of me mm-hmm. can you maybe like tell a little bit about what you were experiencing just for our listeners if they might have yeah, it because, because I guess that I a guess lot of women, women like have it but they don't know just like we didn't know definitely yeah I got the IUD nine years ago and wow. I had no idea that these health issues that were happening over the course of nine years were all coming mm-hmm. from the IUD. And I came to find that because it was starting to get worse and worse and worse. And I knew it wasn't just aging like at a certain mm-hmm. point. But since I'd gotten it so young, it was really hard for me to tell the difference and tell that it was specifically the IUD and not just like, you know, just you as over. a person. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, um, I wanted to share my story so that other women can identify it within them too. And some mm-hmm. main issues that I was going through was I was getting some really awful ovarian cysts, cystic acne. Um, my liver mm-hmm. wasn't holding up so well. Uh, my immune system wasn't ho- holding up so well. My allergies were worsening. I was getting sick a lot more often than other people. 
Um, Mm -hmm. Started getting like unexplained body pains and headaches and I guess migraines. (laughs) Yeah, uh, me too. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Don't get me started. Yeah. Dizziness, brain fog, fatigue. Um, Yeah, I also had trouble sleeping even though I was like constantly tired. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of bloatedness, cramps. Uh, just at random too, not around my period, and yeah. anxiety, moodiness, and I actually had like daily GI upset for months. <laughs> Doctors mm-hmm. still couldn't figure this one out. <laughs> oh my god, I I can so like I can so well relate to yeah. everything that you mentioned. Like yeah. you kind of like described me like one year ago. Yeah. I I also had everything. Um, I also got a tumor in my breast. Like maybe for our listeners, if you didn't know, there is a direct correlation between uh, IUD and breast cancer. Oh, wow. So that's a biggie, right? Yeah. I also didn't know that till I experienced it. Um, wow. Everything yet, Kara uh, just told you, if that's anything that you kind of can relate to, please look it up um, after listening to this podcast. Definitely. Yeah, and, it, right. and those symptoms may vary from person to person slightly. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. something that can like get Everyone is still unique, after yeah. all. <laughs> it was a very frustrating thing to find after so long. I'd been going to doctor after doctor, and they couldn't identify my issues, and I just kept thinking, like, maybe it's my AED. Like, I feel the pain coming from specifically the Mm -hmm. area. But they would always deny it. (laughs) Yeah, because it's non-hormonal, right? Yeah. So they're like, no, it can't have any effect on you or your body. And the copper, no, there's no such thing. No. (laughs) Yeah. I I even asked my doctor. Like, I don't know, like, about you. But I, like, before I got it, I was like, isn't copper bad for you, like heavy metal and stuff? Mm-hmm. He was like, no, you will just pee it out and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I know now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the doctors don't fully know all of the issues that go on with it. And it no. does actually influence hormones too. So that's something I didn't quite I know. realize. <laughs> no, me neither. Yeah. Like, But when I learned, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense sense yeah you're like how couldn't my gp how couldn't he know um Mm -hmm. yeah but you like you learned from a facebook group and what did you do like after you found out yeah so after i found out i started well i got it out immediately like as soon as i found out me too like Like the next day (laughs) yeah i was like get this out of me right now Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah, I went to the doctor, got it out. Even during COVID, it was totally fine. It was pretty uh, not busy at all, and they saw me right away. And I was mm-hmm. I was done. With oh, you only hour. so recently got it out. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. So you had it for nine entire years. Yes, nine years, and I got oh. it out in, in late April. Wow. Yeah. So just, okay. Like so tell me everything. You yeah. got it out, and. <laughs> I felt a huge relief, um, but mm-hmm. it was also really scary because once they did remove it, I saw some pieces were missing from the coil. That's oh, no. not a good feeling. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the IUD was corroded to pitch black. So that oh, was a, wow. Yeah. 
Oh. Heavy. Yeah, that's heavy. Like, did you get a scan or an uh, or something just to like check? Did I get a what? Like, maybe uh, did they kind of scan like your womb to see if everything was still fine? I did get a sonogram because of my ovarian cysts, okay. but they did yeah. confirm that I had cysts, and I was just like, okay, but why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's weird, right? That's also very weird. Yeah. Like, how did they get there? Like, I have an IUD, but no, it can't be because of that. Right. So that's, weird. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Makes oh so God. much sense. Yeah. <laughs> and, and when I shared on Facebook, that's what the uh-huh. woman recognized. She's like, ovarian cysts, they have cystic acne. I had the same yeah. thing. I had copper toxicity. And I was just yeah. like, oh my gosh. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, like I also read one article, like the first article that there was in Dutch at 11, I think, at night. And I was so angry. Like I recognized like my whole life was just uh, written out in in one list of symptoms. And so I got it out and then my GP was like, oh, no, it can't be because of that. What did you do like after you got it out and you felt like a huge relief? Like if you were like me, then you were very angry like at the whole healthcare system yes oh my goodness (laughs) I also had some friends they were like well you've spent two years laying in bed where you could have like made a million dollars why don't you sue them right but (laughs) that's something that you actually looked into yeah I have a friend who does class action law and he Mm -hmm. had done a case against Esher and Esher as many might know from the bleeding edge from Netflix is Mm -hmm. a terrible birth control. It is very harmful to the human body and it can destroy lives. And they didn't Mm -hmm. know this, so they just kept... Well, they didn't didn't think to mention some of the worst Mm -hmm. issues of it. They just didn't care. Right. Like, oh, maybe some will experience and some won't. Yeah. No, we'll see. (laughs) Yep. And they just put it out on the market and it sold like hotcakes and made them a lot Mm -hmm. of money. And they still, of course, we're not going to tell people the negative symptoms that they were finding from it because it's making yeah. money. So, yeah, my friend had worked on that case for a long time. And he said the pharmaceutical companies are just vicious and nasty. <laughs> like they, uh-huh. will, they will trace these people down and follow them who are suing them and, you know, actually get private investigators on their tail just to track uh-huh. everything they do and try to put it against them in court. Um, they wow. will they will deny everything crazy. and say women are just crazy and they have problems and like, he just yeah he definitely he showed me how terrible their ugly side can be mm-hmm. and he also said that they're extremely hard to um, win against because they they yeah. just won't go down uh, they yeah. they are they have so win. much money right like they have so much power yep yeah and they're all so evil. <laughs> that combination yeah yeah it's like gonna be an emotional experience you know (laughs) like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and and not a lot of uh lawyers were actually take the case as well a lot of lawyers lawyers were only take it if um if there are pieces missing or they had to do surgery to remove it and so yeah most of the cases won't even be taken anyway okay yeah yeah like I, I know that, you know, that people are evil, but 
I find it extremely frustrating that like that evil people are in our healthcare system because that system, like if there's one system on this planet that is supposed to care and protect yeah. human beings, then it should be that, right? Right. And yeah, like I don't even know what to say. Like I'm just did you like even try or did you bother to I made a complaint to the FDA. I mm -hmm. found like I just was writing to any lawyers online that were interested in cases and I got hardly any response. And the only person yeah. who did respond uh ended up being the same person that my my class action friend had referred to me. Um Okay. And I believe they'd worked together on the Isher case. But they uh -huh. were not uh, very responsive about it after our first initial uh, talk Jet. about it. Uh, yeah. I think they understand now how difficult it is to sue this company. So maybe that is why they didn't follow up so closely. But from my understanding, it's, it's very difficult to find any sort of person who will. <laughs> yeah, who dares to do it. Yeah. Because it's also kind of dangerous for your career if you have, like, this huge company right. trying to kind of prevent you from, from doing any future cases. Yep. So, so yeah. yeah, for me, I just kind of decided to spread more awareness so that, like, women might not opt for this. Or mm -hmm. when they do, they kind of know, like, how to recognize symptoms so that they can stop taking it Uh and yeah, opt for something else. Yeah. Like, may I ask what you opted for? <clears throat> um, now? So, yeah, when it comes to birth control, prior to the IUD, I had tried yeah. just about every different type of birth control there was out there. Mm -hmm. So I tried, yeah. like, the NuvaRing, DepoShot, all these different types of pills that would make you have a period or not have a period. Yeah. You know, just everything and no, nothing nothing was working for me like it was always okay. making me have some really intense reaction to it that forced me mm -hmm. to just not continue with it it was just so volatile to my body so yeah uh, when it comes to like what i'm going to do after the copper iud i'm mm -hmm. okay with condoms <laughs> yeah <laughs> like it's same for me like i also can do any hormonal stuff yeah. and then i tried the only thing that isn't hormonal and obviously it wasn't working. Yeah. Um, so I also, I'm completely fine with that for right. the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And some people do the um, FAM method, yeah. the fertility awareness method. Uh, mm -hmm. I just, you know, it, it's up to each couple if they trust that method. Yes, if they can handle definitely. it if it doesn't work, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm, no, definitely. And like whatever you opt for, like do your research. Yeah. Uh, and see if it works for you. I have some friends uh, that like that do like basal body temperature. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they do it, and they're, they're so, so so happy about it. Like for right. me, I need some more evidence that it's really working. Right. Um, and then it seems like an amazing method. And otherwise, I'll just wait till yeah. there's one company who sees the amount of money that lays behind uh, a birth control that isn't causing any weird side effects. Definitely. But and we do know some friends who still enjoy their birth control, although yeah, I me know too. that they're also often having the symptoms and they're just um, 
<clears throat> denying it. They're just handling it. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah. Really, that's you know, it's just like people who don't take care of themselves. Like I wouldn't follow in those footsteps, really. It's just, mm-hmm. it's all about you know what's what's feeling right to you in your gut. Yeah. And if it's not yeah. feeling healthy to you, then that's it's just not working for you. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Yeah. I also have those friends. They're and just like. What am I supposed to do? Like, this is the right. only option. I'm like, it's not yeah. even the option, but it's an option. And I you chose for it. Yeah. So it's I fine. I even heard of copper toxicity. So I just was like, me neither. News to me. And I had all these health mm-hmm. issues that I had never connected to the copper. And I'd been troubled with them for so long. Like, I would have given me anything too. to make that go away. And yet, mm-hmm. I was swearing to people all over forums online just saying like oh yeah i have the copyright and it's going great everything's wonderful so that could also have happened with different birth controls if you ask people's experience they don't always know that Uh it's happening yeah no i definitely agree i like for me as well because i was also convinced because all my doctors told me that my copper iud wasn't causing any of my illnesses and like for me one point i also kind of stopped going to the doctors because i was just so sick and so tired and so dizzy that I just like stayed in bed for forever so I didn't leave the house ever uh so obviously I also wasn't going to like see a doctor and having me tell that I was completely healthy and that my 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 IUD wasn't causing anything mm-hmm. um so yeah for me I also I was just I don't know like maybe I knew that it wasn't good because I also remember discussing with my partner like saying like I think that this is not good like for mm-hmm. me and then like he even told me like you can get it out it's not a biggie yeah. just get it out and then I was like no but then I have to get on the pill you know and I don't want that because it wasn't working either right. and then <laughs> yeah yeah but for struggles. me like if I would have known <laughs> yeah. I would have got it out like two months after that I got it because now I remember that I think honestly like two months after having it placed, like for me, I already started noticing like every symptom and it didn't go away. It only got worse. Right. Like, was it also the same for you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's horrible what women have to go through to decide, (laughs) okay, I don't want babies right now. You know, Mm -hmm. what what are my options? Mm -hmm. And it's just horrible that these like chemicals and, you know, disrupting, uh, substances are going into our bodies as our deemed only choice <laughs> yeah you know we do have yeah. other options we do have other support and we can rely mm-hmm. on that instead of doing these terrible things to our body I mean I just feel like now I I share the buying responsibility of birth control with my partner when we're getting mm-hmm. condoms rather than yeah all that all that money just is me, on me or just you yeah, yeah. And tracking down my health, definitely, oh, wow, that mm-hmm. costs a lot of her time, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, I know, I yeah. know. But I also feel like maybe if you're, uh, like, I'm still very young, like, if you compare it to most women who stop right. with birth control. Uh, so I'm 21. I don't know, like, how old are you? I'm 30. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, do you think that, because for me, when I was younger I was also thinking that maybe it was a responsibility that I should just take and 
like I shouldn't be like a burden to like my boyfriend like in my mind like oh no I can't like do that to him you know like making him like wear a condom every time because somehow society like made me think that that was the worst thing in the world to do yeah (laughs) right or was it just me no definitely I feel that same way like I got it before I had a a partner as well and I spent many of those years actually not being with a partner thinking Mm -hmm. wow I've wasted this uh, (laughs) with a side Mm -hmm. Um, yeah and And then I finally had a partner in which, you know, we're together, we're engaged and yeah, it just, it doesn't matter to him if I, if I have that or condoms. So it's just a silly, you know, mental stuckness that women have to fight through. Yeah, but that's so weird that that we put that on ourselves because like for both of us, it wasn't our partner um, who like told us to do, but we just like told ourselves. And then in some way, I'm also like, do we kind of think we're so not worthy that like our health is worth so much less than a few like hours of his week, Mm -hmm. you know, because it was my entire life versus a few hours of his week. And I was like, oh, no, it makes a lot of sense that I keep this IUD. Yeah, (laughs) it's just silly, though. We got to get ourselves like out of that kind of headspace and just support one another emotionally Mm -hmm. and you know, yeah. believe that we can actually have, you know, what we need and not have to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I definitely agree. Um, do you have, like, some advice um, on that for other women who might be, like, in the same place as we were? Right. How did you kind of, because I got it out, like, when I knew and obviously, like, you did too. Yeah. Um, like, how did you kind of tell your partner or how did you kind of come up with a solution with him yeah I like I got so mad because I I like in my gut knew you know and I didn't Mm -hmm. actually address it for so long so it sometimes happens where you're probably going to find out before you actually can see on paper Mm -hmm. that other people go through this yeah it's a real thing Mm -hmm. you know because deep down in my gut, it just didn't make sense. Like, I was like, but it's not supposed to hurt. Like, I, I, I'm trusting the doctor. You know, it's supposed to mm-hmm. last 12 years. And it's not supposed to cause yeah. any issues or hormonal changes. So I just mm-hmm. was like, no. And so it's important, I think, to educate yourself. Just read about it. You know, if you're going to take yeah. on some kind of medication, some sort of implant, some sort of thing, a surgery mm-hmm. even to get metal inside you, you need to read yeah. everything read all of yeah. it and join groups of people who are reading about it too so you guys can make sure each other is aware of things mm-hmm. yeah but i did read i must say that i did read a lot yeah um but i didn't find anything i was just like they told me that um your periods are going to get heavier and you're right. going to lose a lot of uh blood and also uh it might hurt like when you're having sex and you're doing wrong position or whatever mm-hmm. uh so it's like okay so i can take it like if there's nothing messing with my hormones then i'll just deal with painful periods mm-hmm. um so that's also like it, it isn't easy to find good right. information like obviously if you're listening to this podcast and you like have found a good piece so congratulations right. <laughs> um and maybe it's also easier right now because when I like search it, 
Um, but like when you search for copper toxicity, then it's easy. Like then you find a lot. Right. But when I just search for IUD side effects, right. then I don't find anything. It's terrible so, how yeah. hidden the information is. And you know it's hidden because pharmaceutical companies want to keep making money. And they mm -hmm. hide it from doctors too. Like I almost couldn't even blame my doctor at a certain point because no. here I am just coming out of nowhere saying just one of his symptoms. And I yeah. had no idea they were connected to all of the other symptoms. So I, no. I, you know, even my mom, who's a nurse, you know, she couldn't mm -hmm. put, put that together either. Um, I couldn't yeah. put all those symptoms together either. So it was just very, yeah. it's so difficult to figure out, honestly. Mm -hmm. I just, it yeah, is. my heart goes out for those people. <laughs> it's a lot. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because it's so hard. Um, yeah. It's just so hard. I have no other like better definition of it. It's just terrible. Um, yeah, but at least like talk to. I think that it's important if you listen to this and you have maybe a friend who, because for me, I noticed that uh, my whole behavior changed. Right. I got very scared to meet yep. with friends to go out. I got very like I get very depressed, very anxious. Yep. Obviously, my whole body was changing. Yeah. Uh, so if you have a friend who all of a sudden goes through so much changes, yeah. ask her. Please ask her. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then also, like, talk to everyone <laughs> that Definitely. you know. Yeah, um, yeah, be open with people about your yeah. mental health, about the issues you're going through. Because mm -hmm. it, it can be very difficult to... to not be in denial of all these different yeah. things going on. So if you're mm -hmm. feeling them and you're ashamed of them, you might not share it with people who could help you connect all these different dots. Yeah, very true. That was also very much me. Mm -hmm. And maybe also a little bit like, because right now you sound so open and so certain and like you don't like sound like you have any doubt like in your mind mm -hmm. that it was the IUD that was causing all those symptoms yeah. um, but that's easy to do like when you have it removed mm -hmm. um, because then also you notice the change like yeah. did you notice the change soon like right after or did it take like some time I mean it it it's definitely a journey like when I first mm -hmm. got it out that first day I was you know I was pretty like low key kind of fatigued, but overall yeah. my mood was it, it was through the roof. Like I was just so elated, yeah. <laughs> you know, just uh -huh. like wow. Yeah, because you're like now I found the solution. Yeah, I was like just oh my mm -hmm. gosh, I can live again. Because when is this happening yeah. to you? It is so all consuming that you just don't even yeah. know that it's happening to you. It's yeah. almost like that's another form yeah, of that's like, the hardest with yeah. it. It's just you can't even mm -hmm. tell, like, is this really normal? Is this, like, how my body wants to be, you know? Mm -hmm. and yeah, not. that's what I thought. Yeah. I was like, I'm just, I don't know, like, I'm just getting old, like, at 20. I'm like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is ridiculous. So, mm -hmm. And, I, I mean, I was losing my hair, you know, all of that. So it was just, like, as yeah. far as, like, um, going through healing um, I uh -huh. think, you know, of course, getting it out is super important, but also finding, you know, a good doctor or naturopath who knows about copper mm -hmm. toxicity or is willing to 
we research, you know, for you mm-hmm. um, yeah. and work with you on it can be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also definitely the, agree. Yeah. Like, can you maybe tell me a little bit more about natural healing? Yeah. Like how uh, did you get into it? Um, was this the first time and what, like, what do you think is the most effective uh, for recovering from, from like what you have? Yeah. I mean, definitely get it out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Working mm-hmm. with knowledgeable healthcare practitioners about it. Um, doing the HTMA, and that's the hair mineral analysis test. Um, yeah, definitely. And also the vitamin blood panel test. Mm-hmm. These two things are super important for if you're going to take any sort of supplements accordingly to your healing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's agree. so many people who just take zinc because it reduces or it like helps oh, no. Don't Don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's not the right way to go about it. you got to look at mm-hmm. those tests and really yeah. know, supplement accordingly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but that being said, for um, natural healing, I got into that very young just because I... I've always gravitated towards things that are natural, especially after my experiences with different birth control pills. Mm -hmm. And ironically, just had no idea that, you know, the copper IOD was something. No, it's the same for me. Like, I took all these herbs and then I still had the IUD. Right. It was crazy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. For for balancing out the body, um, especially in terms of hormones, it's. Yeah. usually good to take uh, fish oil or eat fish um, frequently. Mm-hmm. And also maca root can also be taken daily mm-hmm. and um, can be very helpful for healthy hormone balance, whether mm-hmm. you're on any end of the hormonal spectrum. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's an easy, good yeah. thing to start at. Um, and for me, my mineral electrolyte levels were all completely depleted um so Mm -hmm. i had trouble taking just zinc and i ended up just taking um, beef liver every so often uh, as a supplement um, Mm -hmm. in capsule form and it has zinc included in it and it also has Mm -hmm. all the other minerals and electrolytes that i am very low in Mm -hmm. so that can help balance if you're like me and extremely low in all those areas Um, yeah and then for vitamin levels for me getting that vitamin blood panel cured my acne migraines and gi upset and also saved me a ton of money on different supplements i didn't Mm -hmm. um so another thing uh, was gut issues for that oh yes spore spore probiotics and fermented foods along with bone broth can be really, really helpful for balancing out the gut and getting it back mm-hmm. to its like healthy state. Because yeah. it has spore, bi- spore probiotics are more potent than regular probiotics. They encapsulate everything that the body needs for it to digest properly rather than uh, destroying the probiotic um, levels in processing. Um, so that one's really, really helpful. And fermented foods also hold higher probiotic values, a lot more alive, you know, bacteria levels than mm-hmm. um, than in other, uh, you know, just regular probiotics. Um, yeah. And bone broth is a very nourishing, uh, 
you know, it's basically collagen and drinking that can help the gut kind of rebuild. Mm-hmm. No, it's very good that you mention it because I also uh, took it. Uh, but I still think that like a lot of people, they don't know. Uh, but it can help like so much, the whole diet. Did you... Were you a vegan um, before, like when you when you had the IUD? I was vegetarian for okay. about three years at some point, but mm-hmm. I had eaten meat after that because I was very vitamin deficient. Um, yeah. So I found that out, and I had been vitamin deficient for years on in different yeah. levels. So it's just been an ongoing problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because that's also something that like a lot of people don't know that yeah. if you're like if you're having an IUD or taking any kind of birth control, actually, it's very hard for your body to like keep those vitamins inside your body because mm-hmm. you tend to just pee it out. Right. Um, and then it's like it's even harder if you follow a vegan or vegetarian diet. Right. So like for me, I was vegan and I still like prefer to be vegan, but during recovery, I just decide to eat a minimal (laughs) amount um, of meat just for my health. Right. So it is definitely something that you should consider. (laughs) There's a lot of vitamin levels available in meat. So yeah, it is super Mm -hmm. important for recovery. Yeah, and also like in the combination with the proteins um, and the amino acids, you know, like it's because my uh, therapist, he told me that it's the combination that matters. So you can take it all in supplement, but it will never be like as effective uh, in as as it is like in natural form. So in a piece like right. of beef meat um, or in bone broth, as you mentioned already. For hair loss, there are so many remedies that I use to counter counteract the issues. And my hair's mm-hmm. already, like, pretty regrown. Uh, yeah. It's pretty, yeah, it grew, like, really, really fast. Uh, so yeah, I using, for me too. Yeah. I started <laughs> using, like, a special hair growth shampoo. The one I used was Ultrax Hair Surge. Mm-hmm. And I've used rosemary essential oil after showering. I just rub it into my scalp. Some people mm-hmm. put it in their conditioner um, mm-hmm. and just or shampoo. And uh, I've used the derma roller, although I think it's a bit of a hassle. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and I've used, um, let's see, I've tried different techniques like bentonite clay, but I wasn't really so into that. Or rice, okay. fermented rice water, wasn't so into that either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do really like uh, onion juice. That was something I discovered. Yeah? <laughs> so you just great. like pour it over your head yeah the sulfur content it invigorates Mm -hmm. the scalp to grow more hair and uh and have it be longer and healthier and once i tried that i mixed it with essential oils and after washing it out i couldn't smell it at all so okay that's good and it made my hair very bouncy and nourished looking and yeah i did notice that your hair looks very good Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's really a thing that I noticed. I was like, oh, she's really nice hair. Like, especially <laughs> for someone who had had an, who has had an IUD. 
Yeah. <laughs> but now I know your secret. Um, mm-hmm. Also for low immune system, echinacea can help rebuild the white blood cells. And of course, it's good to, to be moderate with any herbs you take and not go too hard on them, especially with echinacea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. But it can help rebuild over time to take it here. And yeah. There. Yeah, and most issues will just fade quickly as soon as it's removed. Some people are probably going to have different issues than others. Um, I had a whole yeah, diet obviously. that I followed. I'm sure you probably had your own yeah, diet. Yeah, I had it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there was uh, that was pretty tough for me actually because I was also not being vegan anymore, so I had to like eat meat, mm-hmm. which was. A different story and it was a challenge um but i must say that it really really helped um so for me it was definitely worth it mm-hmm. also with the herbs like you sound as if you know a lot about them uh and i must say i also know quite a bit yeah. my mom was also an herbalist so that really helped oh, awesome. um however i did go to uh, a chinese herb pharmacy and then you can just go there with all your symptoms and you tell them your story. Um, oh, and cool. they've made me a mix with, I don't know how many herbs, but a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just measure it out in exact uh, quantities. So, so if you are listening and you're like, oh, I, need, I also need herbs, but I don't know anything and I don't want to like, use myself uh, as a guinea pig, then there are people who can just help you. And you don't even, like for me, I didn't have to pay for kind of the consoles. I only had to pay for the herbs. So it cost about 30 euros, I think, for a package that lasts like two, two months, I guess. So it's good. Yeah, it's really good. There are options in this world to help you. Yeah, and I, I found this website called Flow Surge Healing. That one has Mm -hmm. a lot of information on it about copper toxicity, a diet plan, all of her personal story. And her personal Mm -hmm. story, she actually didn't have, um, you know, exactly what we're going through. She had, like, it a step deeper. So her her recovery is going to be more intense than ours. And, and of Mm -hmm. course, the diet plan reflects that. So I wasn't quite as strict. But, mm-hmm. um, but it did actually really help to read a lot of her findings and her research yeah. and kind of, you know, know why I shouldn't have this kind of food for a while or mm-hmm. you know, try to be monitoring it a little bit more. Um, yeah. That was really good. Um, but yeah, I, I did end up eating like a low sugar, low inflammatory diet. And I followed quite a bit of her findings on that mm-hmm. research healing site. And my body has... Uh, been a lot more replenished since and yeah. been like nourishing myself so much more mm-hmm. so it's definitely it's good to like commit to that because even though yeah, it seems definitely like it's do not it. changing it really is helping over time mm-hmm. yeah I, yeah I that's the thing with recovery right you're like oh I did it for a day now I want results yeah but that's, that's just not how it works <laughs> right and I did eat some copper foods occasionally um, mm-hmm. I'm still eating some copper foods occasionally just because you do actually need a little bit of copper per day. Like some people are yeah. really anti-copper once they find this out. And, you know, of course, we're, we're traumatized. Like it's a rough yeah. experience to go through copper toxicity. Mm-hmm. 
but a small amount per day is normal for your body to help process all of the other vitamins going into it. So yeah, it's good to no, still it's be same for me. Same for me. Yeah, definitely. And that's also because uh, when you're having that's what I learned is that when you're having uh, copper toxicity, then you actually have the symptoms of uh, being uh, low on copper, like too low, because your body takes all the copper out of your blood and stores it in its fat cells. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why it can like also help if you still eat a little bit, um, because otherwise, like for me, detox, it was even worse. Like the beginning of my detox was worse than when I still had my IUD. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sometimes yeah. helped like on really bad days to eat like low copper foods to kind of not feel as bad, but yeah. I still felt bad, but like a little less. Um, yeah, but that's why it's also good to have your own therapist who makes your own schedule um, and gives you even more like personalized advice. However, we're trying our best to inform you <laughs> with everything that we know, Definitely. right? Definitely. And I think you did a great job, like you were so clear. Uh, is there anything that you still want to add? And something that's also really helped is finding um, other healers, like uh, I'm going to a chiropractor, I'm going to mm-hmm. an acupuncturist. Me too. Um, those things yeah. are excellent for recovery, for pain, for all these different, you know, detox yeah, I wish I'd known to just trust my body and, um, and you know, start mm-hmm. to act quicker when I see yeah. issues with my health. Like, yeah, especially with acne, there's so many people who just want acne to just go away, and they'll just go to the dermatologist and they'll slap a medication on it, mm-hmm. and it will seemingly go away, but the root cause is still there. And there's Mm -hmm. all kinds of medication that can cover up health issues, Mm -hmm. but the issues are still there and being caused. And so it's it's important to not just treat it, but also like stop it at the root and figure out the root cause and heal it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that is definitely the path I'm on now. That's That's very, very beautifully said. Yeah. And I couldn't agree more. Um, especially for those of you who have listened to the podcast that we recorded two days ago, it was like, it were my words. Like I said like the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just, it's very special um, that you also said it. And I want to thank you so much for everything that, everything that you shared with us and your knowledge and your honesty, um, because it isn't easy to like be so open about a difficult period in your life. Thank you. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, thank you for having me. I just feel me. honored. Oh, yeah. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Because I, I seriously like, I just want this message to be to as many ears that need to hear this, hear it as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, me too.